Welcome to the St. Barnabas Pocket Sermon Podcast. The sermon you're about to listen to is by the Reverend Karen Haig from Palm Sunday. In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's Palm Sunday. Such a wonderful liturgy. The opportunity to see and hear our beloved St. Barnabas community, the first of the profound Holy Week liturgies, the day we proclaim Hosanna with abandon. It's a festal day, a glorious day, the day Jesus rode triumphant into Jerusalem amidst shouts from his followers and even the ones who had no idea what was happening but who couldn't help but get caught up in the revelry. Jesus and his little band of followers, the peasant people, the infirmed people, the outcast and sinner people, were all finally having their heyday. It must have been amazing. When was the last time you were caught up in unspeakable hopefulness and utter delight? Before the pandemic, I think I took for granted this palm-waving, and we're very sorry about your tired palms, the palm-waving, exuberant, joyful, expectant celebration. I love Palm Sunday and the glory, laud, and honor it ushers in. This year, I feel that in a way I never have, and it's because of the pandemic. Yesterday, I hung out at church all day as people came to pick up their Holy Week bags. For the first couple of hours, I stood outside as people drove through to pick up their bags. But for the rest of the day, I was in my office with the door wide open, and I think I talked with every single person who came to pick up their package. Do you have any idea how long it's been since I've been able to see so many of you? I saw over 60 of you yesterday, 60. I've hardly seen a handful of you in over a year. Talk about unspeakable joy and hopeful expectation. I haven't been that kind of happy in a very long time. It was so wonderful to see you and talk with you and feel again how dearly I love you. It wasn't just laying eyes on you and being able to talk with you and watch your eyes smile that lit me up. It was what happened when we were together, filled with hope and anticipation and the near certainty that we would really be able to get together again in the foreseeable future. It might seem like a stretch to be making an analogy between a parade 2,000 years ago and the parade of people who came through St. Barnabas yesterday, but if scripture is to come alive for us, it has to make meaning in our own lives. That hopeful, triumphant entry into Jerusalem was mostly what I thought of every single time another one of you showed up. The thrill of what is to come, the hope of good health for all of us, the possibilities we dream when we really can come back together 
and go back to work as the incarnate community of St. Barnabas, ushering in the kingdom of God. It was so beautiful. Yes, we already know the Messiah. Yes, we know the heartache of the story yet to come. Yes, we live on the other side of resurrection. And still, yesterday, I lived the whole day in that same giddy place the people who threw their cloaks down for Jesus lived. And I know more about Palm Sunday than I ever knew before. As I've thought about all that, it's made today's Palm Sunday experience so much more meaningful. You know me. I love liturgy more than I can say, and while the liturgy and the music and the blessings and the stories we tell today remain profoundly important and written on my heart, this year I feel the hopefulness those people in Jerusalem must have felt so very long ago. One has to be brave to allow such hope, brave or maybe just naive. But whatever it is, it feels sublime. And for somebody like me, and maybe somebody's like those people in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago, or maybe like you, that kind of hope and possibility is life-giving. We have a long way to go before that hopefulness comes to fruition whether we're talking about the next possible surge in the virus or the clash with the money changers, the defiance of the religious authorities, the betrayal of the ones closest to Jesus' heart, the Last Supper, the humility of washing his disciples' feet, the alleged trial, the abandonment, the crucifixion. It might seem a better idea just not to get our hopes up, especially when we know, or at least we think we know, what will happen. Jesus rode triumphant into Jerusalem with crowds waving palm branches, with people paving the road with what little they had, shouting and praying and praising in hope of a new future. Everybody got their hopes up. Everybody let themselves get their hopes up. But we know how the story goes. Only a little while later, all those hopes were dashed and the dreams of a new and better life were shattered. By the time Good Friday rolled around, everything they hoped for was gone. At least that's how it seemed. But then there was resurrection, something infinitely more wonderful than they ever could have asked or imagined. But that's getting ahead of ourselves. The beauty of Palm Sunday is that we get to see what happens when we stop trying to second guess, stop trying to predict, stop trying to control our future or our circumstances, or even just our feelings. Palm Sunday begs us to get caught up in the hope Jesus offers even while sitting on a mangy donkey with a bunch of outcasts and sinners and shabby sort of lowlifes cheering him on. Palm Sunday insists that we hold hope and live as though that's all there is. Don't miss that.
Yes, we will end our service at another place in the story, but I will tell you that a lot of the reason Palm Sunday turned into Palm and Passion Sunday is because so many people came to church on Palm Sunday for the big happy parade and didn't bother to come back until Easter Sunday for the next parade. A straight shot from the triumphant entry into Jerusalem to the Easter parade with hats, candy, eggs, mimosas, hot cross buns, and oh yes, resurrection. What a poverty. We need to immerse ourselves in everything that happens between the hosannas of Palm Sunday and the alleluias of Easter. We need to make the whole journey through Holy Week every single day, because when we do that, we will come to know Jesus and ourselves in ways we never could have imagined. Will it be easy? No, it will not. Will it be worth it? More than you can possibly imagine. This is the beginning of a journey we need to make together so we can let God mold us and shape us and transform us as a community. You might not feel very connected to your community right now, but I talked to the people who sit three rows behind you yesterday, and I promise you, when you can do that too, you will know the connection was never lost. It's true. You all told me about it yesterday. We really are all still connected, all still God's beloved St. Barnabas people, just waiting to be together again. I know we're tired of the hard parts. I know that we just like to hang out in the hopeful place. I really do understand the reluctance to wait a little longer for being in church together, just as I understand the reluctance to walk with Jesus through this last and most holy week of his life. There is enough suffering in the real world, we say. Why immerse myself in Jesus' suffering too? And you know, if it were suffering for the sake of suffering, I wouldn't bother either. But none of Jesus' life, and not even his death, was for the sake of suffering. It was all for the sake of love, for love of God and for love of us, each one of us. It was for the love of our very own St. Barnabas community just as much as it was for the love of his father and his mother and his disciples and all those people he had walked with through his too short life. When we make the journey of Holy Week together, when we allow ourselves to fully enter into each one of the beautiful and moving liturgies, we will come to the Easter resurrection filled with a joy that is unimaginable to those who came directly from the Palm Sunday Parade. Don't wait till next Sunday to come back. Bring your whole family to our Monday Thursday service when we will have a beautiful spare and holy meal together 
Listen to Jesus' words as he reminds us that unless we humble ourselves enough to let him wash our feet, we can have no part in him. Come to the garden, hear the story of his arrest, stay with him, and keep watch. And don't be afraid to come back on Good Friday, that profoundly sad day we call good. You will feel the greatest love of all that day, palpable in the story of the God who chose to experience every single aspect of what it is to be human, so that we would know we will never, ever suffer alone. And when we have walked alongside Jesus, feeling the love of deep friendship, the heartache of betrayal, the seeming loss of everything that is good, we will come to the Easter Vigil knowing that God is in absolutely everything with us and that love always, always wins. There will be stories and no noisemakers, fire and mystery, the first Eucharist we've had together in more than a year, and the sheer joy of welcoming back the light and life that can never, ever die. The events of Holy Week are not easy. They weren't easy for Jesus and his friends, and they aren't easy for us. Yet Holy Week embodies all our questions, all our suffering, all our joy, the very fullness of our lives. It helps us to see God at work in every part of our lives, not waving a magic wand to disappear the sadness, but making meaning out of everything we experience and turning everything finally into love. We begin today with beautiful palm waving and triumphant pageantry, and God blesses that. We'll end Holy Week with Easter resurrection, and God blesses that. But God isn't present only on Sundays. In Holy Week, just as in every other week of our very real lives, God is present and calling and loving and making meaning of all the Monday through Saturday in between times too. So join us on the journey because the journey is how you know. Amen. Thank you.